Hello and welcome to the conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Malik. Malik! <laughs> oh, how how have you been? Oh, you know, I've been okay. Just been d- doing a lot of crazy stuff lately. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since you've been around uh, these parts, around our neck of the woods. It's nice to have you back. Yeah, maybe about a year. Yeah, yeah, it's been about a year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, welcome back t- to the uh, conversation co-host chair. It's always lovely <laughs> to have you. Mm-hmm. Always nice to be invited on one of these. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's appropriate because you are the cartoon gamer, and we are going to be talking about a cartoon today. So, I thought... That's true. <laughs> I thought it apropos to invite you back. No, we're going to be talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie Yet again. Uh, so was, <laughs> the conversation, of course, we had our big live four-hour panel discussion on uh, that we recorded opening weekend about a month mm-hmm. ago at this point. And, of course, we said quite a bit there. So what is there left to say? Well, I wanted to open the floor to our viewers. It's been a while since we've had a call sack episode where we just purely take listener calls and we seldom have a themed call sack episode and i thought it would be a good idea whenever there's a big event like this like the super mario brothers movie or you know in the future a new donkey kong game to you know eventually like about a month in circle back and say hey now we want to hear all of your thoughts uh, now that we've given people more of a chance to see the movie. Obviously, there's going to be spoilers on this episode as well. I know I said I would keep the conversation spoiler-free, except for that episode we did, but it will also be this episode. So if you haven't been able to see it yet, if it's not open yet in your uh, country, or if you're just waiting for it to be available digitally or on physical media, whatever your preference don't listen to this episode yet. If if you have <laughs> avoided spoilers, and I don't know how you've avoided spoilers for a month, considering how willy-nilly everybody's been talking about it on social media and everywhere else, it hasn't really been a closely guarded secret. I'm glad I saw it opening day because it would yeah, have same. been immediate. Like, I was tagged and stuff that evening <laughs> on social media, DK Biden was tagged and stuff, and it every surprise would have been ruined for me. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, I you know, I, I watched your video where you gave your thoughts on this, Malik, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I thought it would be fun to compare notes a little bit. Uh, we're, we're obviously going to be taking listener calls, but we'll also be chatting back and forth just between us. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. You know, really quick, uh, what what did you think of the movie? Like in general, like now that we're a month in, like what what are your thoughts? Where where have your thoughts settled? So my thoughts have settled. So I I was really excited to see the movie, and uh, yeah, I saw it on opening night. Like with uh, as I said in my uh, review, I don't do that often for uh, uh, movies, but I think the last time I did that was like with Wreck It Ralph or something, but. <laughs> I had to go into the movie theaters to see this because it's like, whether it's good or bad, this is Donkey Kong on the big screen yeah. and Mario is there too. So Mario's like, there I too, have yeah. to, 
it's just one of those things where it's like you just have to go and see it and uh, i'm happy to say of course that i really enjoyed the movie like it wasn't crazy deep or anything like that (laughs) but it was just a fun time and I would definitely watch it again if it was on TV. I'm really considering getting it on like Blu-ray or something. Sure. But yeah, I definitely I liked it and I would see it again. Yeah, like I I gave it um a, pr- a pretty good review with some caveats. I said basically, you know, it's it's not a great screenplay. Let's be honest. It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty superficial. It's mostly something you want to see for the fan service. And yeah. that's okay. Like that. Like not everything can be a five star cinematic classic. What uh, this is is basically appealing to the lizard part of your brain that just mm-hmm. wants to see <laughs> things you know uh, recontextualized on the big screen. It's like having a tasty dessert, right? It's it's not really going to provide yeah. you any substantive n- nutrition, but you're still going to enjoy it, you know, until you throw it up later that night. And <laughs> luckily, you know, I didn't throw throw this up. So it it was, yeah. uh, yes, sir, I, I have many complaints about a lot of the movie. But the thing I have the fewest complaints about are the Donkey Kong bits, which is wild when you know my history, right? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into that a little bit more, I'm sure, as well. Really quick, before we launch into the calls, uh, you know, you, Malik, you know, you, you are the cartoon gamer. That is your persona, your your pseudonym. And it's I what your so. it's what your YouTube channel is also called. And you mm-hmm. are in the middle of doing several Donkey Kong videos. Yes, yes, I am. I, I call it unofficially, it's called the Kongathon, where <laughs> I just <laughs> I kind of don't like that because it sounds because Kong and th- the first thing I'm thinking of is like thong, but <laughs> it's like what rhymes with Kong thong. But yeah, I'm just taking a look at various uh, Donkey Kong games and uh, compiling them into nice little videos. And uh, yeah, it seems that uh, it's the the last one that I did has really taken off, and I really didn't think. It would crack, I don't know, it's at 31K right now. Wow. But uh, (laughs) it's insane. But I'm having so much fun making these Donkey Kong videos. The next next video I'm making is not Donkey Kong related, but I am writing the script to the next one. It's still in the cards right now. I really enjoyed the the handheld retrospective of, of the donkey kong land series and you know it, they're they're games that don't get a lot of love outside of well dk vine if we're honest uh, you know it's <laughs> it's not not something that the broader gaming world really discusses there it's not like they're lost media they were available on the eShop, the the wii yeah. u uh, or the 3ds eShop until you know that went down but <laughs> it, it's uh, i guess it's currently lost media but yeah it's you know I, i'm a huge fan of them they were very formative to my own donkey kong fandom like i don't think i would be as big of a donkey donkey kong fan as i am if i didn't have donkey kong land there bridging that divide between donkey kong country one and two and really showing you like a deeper weirder look at the world and and basically you know really just like wetting my appetite for more and and really like that was really where i started to consider like lore donkey kong lore 
I was like, oh, okay, so so Big Ape City, that's where the arcade games took place, and Kremlantis implies that the Kremlins had some, like, wider empire, and I don't know mm-hmm. what Chimpanzee Clouds is yet, but I'll... I'll I'll keep thinking about it and it's whacked out drug trip. Yeah, but no, I mean it. It was it was just really great to see it from your perspective. I enjoy your stuff, you know. But when you're oh, talking yeah. about Donkey Kong, wow, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed. So be sure you check out Malik's channel, The Cartoon Gamer, on YouTube. Yeah, why don't you? So you're a bigger deal on YouTube than we are. We we can't crack that nut, but we are on Twitch and yeah. You're we better uh, on Twitch than I am. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> Twitch affiliates now, so yeah. be sure you subscribe to DK Vine on Twitch for uh, all of your DKU streaming content. We stream exclusively DKU content, Malik. I can't stress this enough. We're not going to stream <laughs> Dead Island Two or or, or whatever. <laughs> uh, it has to relate to the DKU and Rare and Platonic, so. Two to three times a week. I mean, we're not, like, always on there, right? Because we're busy with the podcast and the website, and I can only do so much. I'm stretched too thin as it is. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we do stream, and we have fun. And uh, we're affiliates now, so we're trying to put more effort into it. So, hey, help us out, and we'll help you out, entertainment-wise, that is. Twitch.tv <laughs> forward slash DK Fine. And before we launch into it, I do have to plug our merchandise store. That's right. We're on Public. We're selling t-shirts. We've got a magnet even. If you... Magnets. Yeah, we've got a magnet <laughs> on, our, on our merchandise store. We're, Single magnet. It's a Royston magnet. So um, <laughs> we've been talking about it for years. We finally launched it back in February and... We have new designs every month. We don't retire our old designs. So, you know, check it out. Peruse it. Public's always having sales. So you can get stuff on a discount, like, bi-monthly, pretty much. And they're great. Like, Public's great. Like, I, I basically took it on blind faith when I uh, decided to do a merchandise store with them. But they ship it out very quickly. And it's always great quality. So... I've had no problems with Tee Public, so it's really great to have them. Also, make super comfortable T-shirts that just have our nonsense scribbled on them. <laughs> it's it's such a great feeling to be wearing one of my T-shirts, and uh, it makes me feel powerful. So, if you want to help me feel powerful, <laughs> be sure you go to dkvine.com forward slash merchandise, or just check us out on Tee Public. All right, Malik. All right. Basically, we opened up the floor to our listeners at 1202-630-VINE. That is the DK Vine hotline, which, by the way, is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can always call it up and leave a message. Whether or not we will play it on a given episode... You know, it depends how on topic it is. We When we announce the conversation topic and say, yeah, it's open for calls, that's usually when you can call in. But you can call in whenever and maybe, you know, if if your call doesn't really align with the episode or you call in too late, we might save it for later, which is actually what we did with the very first call on this episode. This call, they called in, I think, 
when we were recording the episode or maybe a little bit after we did the massive four-hour panel on the Super Mario Brothers movie. And uh, it was opening weekend, and I was like, well, we already did the episode, but I will save this just in case, you know, we, we circle back around to it. And then I slowly got the idea we should just do an entire call sack episode about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Give us another chance to talk about it after some reflection and, you know, bring in another co-host uh, who wasn't on the panel to get some fresh perspectives. So that's what we did. This call is from opening weekend. Let's go ahead and play it and just just start this episode off proper all right hey Heil, what's going on this is bullcraft max again i know it's been a little while but i listen to your podcast literally every single week still uh but i haven't called in a little while so i figured i'd check in about the mario movie because the mario movie was absolutely amazing and i really want to know your thoughts on the potential of this Mario movie sequel, uh, specifically maybe the Donkey Kong standalone movie. I know you've talked about it on other episodes before, but after seeing this with Cranky, with Dixie freaking Kong, I was like losing my mind in the theater over that, over Dixie Kong. Obviously, uh, Diddy was there, and, and even Chunky. Chunky was there, too. So, anyway, guys, keep up the amazing work. Um, I love the Mario movie. This was great. And to see the Kongs in action were fantastic. And they even kept the, the rare timeline with Donkey Kong as the son of Cranky. It was so good. So good. Keep up the good work, guys. And talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for the call, Bullcraft Max. So, mm-hmm. Malik, obviously, I, I think, and granted, I really only circle myself with Donkey Kong fandom. I don't really communicate with anybody else. So <laughs> I I don't really know how this movie's being received outside of the hardcore Donkey Kong universe nerddom. Um but generally what I'm hearing from from my very uh isolated bubble is that the Donkey Kong stuff is far and away the favorite bits of the movie. I know people like like the, the 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 Jack Black Peaches song or whatever, but <laughs> the the Donkey Kong stuff I think is universally held as like the strongest material. It's where the movie feels the most cohesive, where it actually has focus a little bit narratively, and of course everybody's now talking about the Donkey Kong movie because this was rumored even before the Super Mario Brothers movie opened. I was hearing it from sources. That, yeah, Illumination Mm -hmm. and Nintendo, if the Mario movie does well, they want to do a standalone Donkey Kong movie. And the scale of it has fluctuated because we heard different stuff. Maybe it would just be for streaming. Maybe, you know, it would be a little bit lower budget. But I think given the runaway success of this movie, that we're going to see two things. We're going to see the direct sequel, the Super Mario Brothers movie 2, which will focus more on Mario stuff. I don't think Donkey Kong will play much of a role in the actual Super Mario Brothers movie 2. I think what they'll probably do is they might have him for a short scene to just say, like, yeah, there's Donkey Kong. Yeah. But now we're going to send him on his way. Goodbye. And I think they're going to really just take the Donkey Kong stuff and 
put it all into the Donkey Kong movie. Yeah, I think so too. Like, uh, yeah, there, there was a, there would be a part of me that would be a little upset that Donkey Kong doesn't get as much screen time in a Mario sequel. But again, if we're getting a Donkey Kong Country movie out of this, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I, I would still like them to acknowledge that Donkey Kong is part of that uh, series of movies. But I really do think that they could probably just branch off and do various films like at the same time, because I think Illumination has done that before. Yeah, they do that a lot. When we know that they want to do more Nintendo movies beyond just Super Mario Brothers, and I do think part of the thinking for putting Donkey Kong in this movie was this will help us sell a Donkey Kong movie down the line. We're basically reintroducing the character to the general public. And yeah, I mean, especially to little kids who have never grown up with a Donkey Kong game because Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze was announced (laughs) 10 years ago this June. (laughs) So, It really does. Like, as much as I don't like having Donkey Kong linked so heavily with Mario, this is a really great way, if you're going to start this whole relaunch of the Donkey Kong IP, having it be this Trojan horse in the Super Mario Brothers movie is a brilliant way to do it. I mean, I I don't feel proud about it, but I'm going to happily lap up the rewards that befalls our fandom from it. Yeah. It's like some Avengers type stuff, except like, I don't think they're legally allowed to make a Hulk movie, but (laughs) no, no. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I think that what we're going to see is maybe, so I, I don't know how familiar you are with Star Trek Malik. Not at all. (laughs) Okay. Then I will explain it to you. So, in the J.J. Okay. Abrams reboot Star Trek movies with Chris Pine and Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and mm-hmm. uh, Zoe Saldana, they they basically set those up by having the original Spock, Leonard Nimoy, time travel back into the past and create a split timeline. So basically, they linked it to the original Star Trek and said, no, that's still canon, but now we've done this time travel alternate universe thing where we can have a sort of reboot of the original 1960s series, but it can still have that link to the original. Nothing is rendered invalid. There's no separate continuities. It's just a different timeline. Anyway, so the first movie, they set that all up with the old Spock going back in time, played by Leonard Nimoy. So when they did the second movie with Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Into Darkness, they uh, they they did have old Spock there for like uh, a 30 second scene where he basically Zoom called into the Enterprise <laughs> and said, Benedict Cumberbatch is a bad man. Stay away. And <laughs> I think we'll see maybe not something that perfunctory, <laughs> but I do think we'll see something like. Maybe Donkey Kong is just on the telephone or something. And, <laughs> you know, just just to establish that, hey, here's Donkey Kong. We haven't forgotten about him, but really this story isn't about him anymore. He's going off on his own adventures with his friends and family. This is the extent you're going to see him in this movie. So I think it's just going to be there to kind of tick off that box. But I don't think yeah. 
I, I don't think Donkey Kong... I, I could be wrong, because I didn't think Donkey Kong was going to play such a massive role in this movie that he did. I know. <laughs> when they announced Seth Rogen was voicing Donkey Kong and Fred Armisen was voicing Cranky Kong, I thought the Cranky stuff was going to be basically like this origin sequence, because they announced Fred Armisen's Cranky alongside... Kamek and Foreman Spike. So I thought we were going to have this big like origin sequence with Yoshi's Island and Donkey Kong Arcade and Wrecking Crew. And uh-huh. then Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong would be this minor th- element to tie back to that and maybe set up a Donkey Kong movie. I didn't realize that like a third of the movie was just going to be Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, has really helped our franchise. Our fa- like the the amount of interest there is in Donkey Kong right now is more than there has been, honestly, honestly, Malik, since the rare years. I, mean, I, I feel that too. <laughs> I like I I don't want to. I I don't want to pretend like Donkey Kong Country Returns wasn't a big deal because it was, but I think yeah. Donkey Kong Country Returns and then much more obviously Tropical Freeze. They appealed to the fans who were there the first time around. They made new fans for sure, but I think given how hard and difficult those games were, they didn't really do much to connect to the younger crowd in the same way that Donkey Kong Country connected to us back in 1994 or Donkey Kong 64 connected to people in 1999. I think that what this movie has done is it's made Donkey Kong exciting to the kids again yeah i'd say so because i mean after i was watching like literally after i was done watching the movie i i just periodically looked at my donkey kong country video and it went up like a thousand <laughs> views wow. Wow. within what i what i was watching the films like am i am i freaking out am i stroking out right now is this actually happening <laughs> yeah so in what's just, going on in the last month not not to like talk numbers, talk shop, you know, yeah, yeah. compare sizes or anything, but the conversation <laughs> has doubled its audience in the last month. Wow. That's awesome. And and just just our interactions across the board, everything DK Vine, we've got way more followers, much more of an audience. People are seeking out Donkey Kong. They want to know about Donkey Kong and the history of Donkey Kong Country. So yeah, this movie has really done its job, and of course it's going to lead to a Donkey Kong movie. Knowing where Miyamoto and Nintendo want to take Donkey Kong, it's going to lead to a Donkey Kong movie. So I don't think there's mm-hmm. any question about that. We're going to get a DK movie, and we probably get a small appearance by DK in the actual Mario movie sequel, but it just won't be this big deal. Like, I don't think you're going to go to the Jungle Kingdom, or you're going to have this... Um, this huge like middle part of the movie centering out Donkey Kong again. He might be there near the beginning. He might show up near the end. It might be an end credits thing even, but he'll, Mm -hmm. he'll, he'll be there probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the call bullcraft, Max. I could also, if I hadn't known you called in opening weekend, I could tell just by the excited thrill in your voice that you had just seen it. That you just gotten out of the theater. (laughs) I was a little frazzled when I left the theater just because it was a lot for me to go, like, be in a packed theater full of children. I hadn't experienced that Mm -hmm. since I myself was a kid. And I saw, 
was it? I don't know. I don't know what kids movie I saw when I was, <laughs> maybe it was like the Phantom Menace or something, but it was like, oh, I need to breathe. But I was still really jazzed. And it was just this surreal kind of um, dopiness that, that I was in where I was just like, yeah, I just saw yeah. Donkey Kong on the big screen. I just saw Diddy, Dixie and Chunky all sitting in the crowd together. It was cool. I know. It was so great. <laughs> all right well we have we have like uh 10 more calls to play so <laughs> why don't we uh why don't we keep them keep them coming we'll, we'll keep them coming with call number two hello i am the mystery man and i am calling to talk about the mario movie first fred armington as cranky song he was not perfect he did not sound very old or very cranky i feel like they could have gotten someone like mel brooks to play him instead. Also, the music. I know a lot of people were upset about the replacing <clears throat> replacing a beautiful musical tribute to DKC with Aha's Take On Me, but I feel like we lucked out in that regard getting a classic 80s pop song. We could have gotten something like The Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, for goodness sake. And also, I know a lot of people are excited about the possibility of a Donkey Kong movie coming out of it, coming after this, but... Two things. One, who would play King K. Rule? For some reason, Keith David comes to mind for me. Uh, I don't know. I guess his role in Disney Hamfrigia just did it for me. And also, have you ever considered the possibility of a new Donkey Kong cartoon instead? I don't know. It just seems like DK in this whole new, in this new world they set up would be better suited to a cartoon. So, yeah, that's about everything I wanted to say off the top of my head. Also, Lego King K. Rule or We Riot. This is the mystery man saying goodbye. Th- thank thank was you. Was that Kermit the Frog? I think that was AI generated Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I think AI has, has uh, finally crossed the Rubicon and it is now just developed such independence that it's calling into DK Vines the conversation <laughs> podcast as Kermit the Frog to talk about the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie. Th- uh, thank you, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> so so Malik, um yeah. yeah, let's talk about the the pop music. And I think this is gonna be a reoccurring topic throughout our calls. Because mm-hmm. there's some, we we had our complaints about it on our previous panel episode, and obviously a lot of people are upset with "Aha, Take on Me" replacing that beautiful like medley of Donkey Kong oh. country music <laughs> that was yeah. supposed to be in the movie. Oh, I mean, gosh, I'm gonna tell you right now, like again. I said I said in my review that uh, I really didn't mind it because I like Take On Me and it, it was kind of mystical hearing it in that context. <laughs> yeah. And every time I hear Take On Me now, like you said in the panel that you guys did, the four hour thing, uh, when they when the guy goes, I'll be gone. If you're really not paying attention, it kind of <laughs> sounds like Donkey Kong. And right. I'm just going to keep doing that for the rest of my life. It, it's like uh, Tropical Freeze, <laughs> like on the Wii U, you know, they, they took that little bit from Grassland Groove 
<laughs> and they made it the startup music, the Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. And it kind of just sounds like, aha, doing their own version of that. <laughs> you have ruined the song for me. For, well, actually, you've enhanced the song for me yeah. for the rest of my life. So I thank you for that. But it's sort of a blessing in disguise because if I heard that in the theater, if I heard the song, the Driving Me Bananas, it's called, yeah. if I heard that in the theater, I think I would have just lost all control. Of, like, my bodily functions and everything else. <laughs> well, I, I would have freaked if I heard that. <laughs> so I, I was not expecting an emotional response. And as I have said, when I, we got that brief little whiff, that, that little yeah. motif of DK Island Swing on when they were approaching the gate to the Jungle Kingdom, I teared up. And yeah. so if if we were going to get the full the full thing, the full Monty with uh, driving me bananas, then yeah, I, I would have probably started sobbing uncontrollably, which mm-hmm. would not have been a good look for a grown man sitting <laughs> in a theater full of children and their respective parental guardians. So <laughs> dodged a bullet there. But yeah, like I, I'm of two minds about it because I was fine with Take On Me because like I said, it's it's actually somewhat of an appropriate song for the Kongs or for visiting Kong civilization. Just this weird kind of like eighties MTV Miami vice vibe, which I think fits (laughs) the Kongs and and what they're about. They're like a little retro. They're a little like, but, but they're still like far and away advanced for an ape and monkey civilization. So yeah. um, And there's that little like, yeah, sports coat wearing Don Johnson, swagger to it all for, you know that, that, that <laughs> I, I i'm glad that they went there with donkey kong and they didn't just portray it like donkey kong funny monkey ha 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 <laughs> she's stupid banana peels everywhere yeah like oh farting ape <laughs> stinky gorilla um like we actually got something resembling the actual portrayal of the kongs in the games where they're just people they're just people who happen to yeah. be furry mm-hmm. <laughs> i loved how uh, i loved how the place was like built on uh water like various uh i can't think of any uh nations that do that but i've seen that a lot in media and it's always so cool to see it's yeah like, oh my god <laughs> yeah so cool. I, I i like the look of it it was like a nice blend of of the retro era donkey kong country but also some just a new perspective on it because i think like that's my problem with the donkey kong country cartoon or it was my problem when i was a kid <laughs> it was that it got too close to the source material but it changed just enough that it that it ruined it for me malik and Mm-hmm. Th- this this felt different enough that it was clearly uh, a different take on it, but it got the emotional truths right. It got the relationship between Donkey and Cranky spot on, and mm-hmm. and that that was really what made it work. Because the cartoon, while it got a lot of superficial stuff right, for me, it never really the the relationship between the characters never really rang true for me. Um, the, (laughs) I I know we didn't see Donkey and Diddy interact in this, uh, but like, like in, in the cartoon, it always just felt like to me, it was portrayed like in a sitcom where everybody was antagonistic towards each other. And I never really felt a lot of love for anybody. And and this, (laughs) 
I got that between Donkey and Cranky. It was exactly their video game relationship. Like, from what's literally portrayed in the games up until, like, my headcanon of how they actually feel about each other. And that blew me away. I, I wasn't expecting such a faithful recreation of that. And that's why everything else, all the inconsistencies, like Jungle Kingdom, No Donkey Kong Islands such closeness to the mushroom kingdom and world didn't matter because they got donkey and cranky right yeah like the minute dk comes out and he's like hi dad and cranky's like no nah. and he's like dad wave back i was <laughs> they yeah. got a really genuine laugh out of me he's yeah. like, oh my goodness it's donkey kong <laughs> and like like donkey kong was is like i said more of a, a himbo than he maybe is portrayed in some of the games but mm-hmm. It, it it worked. Like, the, the take worked. I know Kermit here didn't like... Uh, apologies, <laughs> caller. We're going to call you Kermit. <laughs> but I, I know Kermit didn't like Fred Armisen as Cranky. It wasn't my preferred take on Cranky, but I think... The more I think about it, Bernie Sanders' Cranky Kong is kind of brilliant <laughs> in its own way. Bernie because, Kong. Yeah, because like, like Bernie... Sanders is a cantankerous old man who will wave his finger at you, like wag it at you and admonish you. But like he's got (laughs) heart behind all of that. And and he fights for he he fights for justice. And uh, that's that's Cranky Kong. I mean, that's that's Cranky Kong. I would have liked Cranky Kong to be a little bit more um, snarky a little bit. But like he, he was, yeah. he was less cranky and more of just um, a temporary obstacle towards you know getting what they wanted, which was a Kong army. And even the Kong army didn't really do anything. But yeah. <laughs> it was just a, it's just a way to get Donkey Kong into the climax of the story. But you know, I I, I I'm okay with Fred Armisen's take. Yeah, me too. He he he's 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 in my good books. <laughs> Like I, I think that's the thing that I've settled on the most after a month of reflection is, you know what? I do like Bernie Sanders, Cranky Kong. I think that's a kind of fresh, almost ingenious way to recontextualize the character in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Espe- especially when you can't reference all the stuff that Cranky Kong is known for, which is critiquing the state of modern gaming. <laughs> that's true. Like, you, you can't have him, like, critique, oh, you know, in my day, we didn't have animated... We just ch- had a three-frame walk, and we were okay with that. Well, no, because in this context, it would be, in my day, we didn't have animated children's movies full of <laughs> 80s pop songs and celebrity <laughs> casting. We, we we had professional voice actors and original compositions throughout the entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't happen until, like, 2001. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't really do that with Cranky because he's a video game character. This is his first movie. I know he was in, like, Pixels or whatever with Adam Sandler, <laughs> but... Oh, not, that doesn't count. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're not that. counting that. All right. Well, thank you, Kermit. Uh, good luck on... Thank the, you, Kermit. Good luck on the... Is, is there a new Muppet show? Uh, yes, but it's... Focused on the electric mayhem. I don't think Kermit is in it. All right. Well, be- better luck next year, Kermit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play our next call. Okay.
Yeah, man, I, I just wanted to know, like, wh- where was K. Rule? You know, I wanted to see his oiled-up crocodile ass in that movie, and we just didn't get it, you know? want to hear y'all's thoughts. All right, see ya. <laughs> Malik, welcome to the conversation. <laughs> I haven't heard a call like that in some time. <laughs> it's almost nostalgic. So yeah, this is something that I've been getting a read on from some segments of the fandom for the last month. <laughs> uh, not not the oil up crocodile ass part, but the just just the lack of K. Rool or the Kremlins in general in this movie. Like, oh, we saw Chunky Kong, we saw Swanky Kong, we couldn't see K. Rool. And here's the thing: you don't want to confuse your movie, and you yeah. don't want to waste all of your Donkey Kong stuff in something that's not the Donkey Kong movie. This was all about sort of providing uh, an appetizer for Donkey Kong and establishing Donkey Kong and, in this case, his relationship to Cranky Kong. And, yes, like, putting Diddy in there has made me, like, a glimpse of what's to come. Here's Diddy, there's Dixie, there's Chunky. But... You don't want to then get into, oh, and the the Kongs have this big problem with this rival nation, the Kremlins. Because that confuses what's going on with the Mushroom Kingdom and Bowser. And you know what? Save all of that for the Donkey Kong movie. It doesn't need to come into here. And really, honestly, like K. Rool has never had much of a relationship with the Mario cast. I know he was in Mario Super Sluggers. But K. Rool is a Donkey Kong antagonist. First and foremost, Donkey and Cranky both have history with Mario, be it the original arcade games or through things like Mario Kart and Mario Party and so on. K. Rool doesn't really have that and really shouldn't have that in my opinion. So... (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm completely fine that we didn't get deeper into Donkey Kong's world than we did. It was still very surprising that we got as much as we did. Yeah, like I'm I'm totally okay with what we got. I think it was just maybe just a smidge more of Diddy and Chunky, but then I, I think I'm just getting greedy at that point. Yeah, and if you got more of them, if you got more Diddy, then you would have to cast Diddy, and I'm sure they didn't yeah. want to go down that road yet. Um. I, like whoever did voice Diddy, I forget. I forget their name already. But might have been Eric Bowser, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they probably were like, well, when we do cast the Donkey Kong movie, we want a big name voicing Diddy. So let's just have it be a small little shouting cameo in the crowd. Acknowledge him. Leave it at that. A little taste for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is more than I thought we'd get. Like, once upon a time, I did not think Diddy would be in this, let alone get name-dropped in this. So, Mm -hmm. will K. Rool be in the Donkey Kong movie? You know, maybe. Uh, (laughs) uh, Maybe there'll be a picture on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, I, I could see them going for something completely different with the Donkey Kong movie, honestly, because... K. Rool might be too close to Bowser for the, like, immediate follow-up Donkey Kong-wise to the Super Mario Brothers movie. So I could see them going with something like Tiki Tong, honestly. I was going to say, we'll get Kalimba as the main villain. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I know that would be controversial, but we know Tiki Tong's going to 
have a role in the Universal Park. He's going to be part of the minecart coaster, which was in plans before they brought K. Rule back with Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So, like, K. Rule's future is secure. I would not worry about that. But I could see them saving K. Rule for, like, the Donkey Kong movie, too. Mm-hmm. Or, or, like, he'd be in the uh, end credits teaser or whatever. Like, he might not be the villain of the movie. I haven't heard anything, obviously. I don't really have that many sources vis-a-vis Universal Illumination. But... <laughs> Um, I have not heard any rumors one way or another. I just, you know, I, I think K. Rool's future is secure at the very least. He is Donkey Kong's man antagonist. But do you want to go down that route for the sequel? Or do you want to try something else to differentiate it from the Mario movie? I don't know. But K. Rool will be in a movie eventually, for sure. Yeah, it's like how Batman, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, Joker didn't show up until the second movie, and Joker's exactly. like the main man. Yeah, you you <laughs> gotta you gotta prolong the gratification sometimes. Like everybody wanted the Joker, and it's like, no, you know, here's Sca- Scarecrow <laughs> and Ra's Al Ghul, and it's like, okay, like, cool. He's like, who, who? most people were like, who the hell is Ra's Al Ghul? But uh, <laughs> you know, and then you got the little Joker card at the end, and uh, it's like, ooh, ooh, yeah. So you keep your audience, yeah. And then The Dark Knight was like the biggest movie of 2008, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so thank you for the call, uh, oiled up K. Rule ass aficionado. <laughs> That's your name now. <laughs> Let's go ahead and play <laughs> the next call. Hey, Heil. Hey, Malik. This is Traveler of the Stars here calling about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I must confess, Heil, that I grew up a Mario fan, and I still love Mario dearly, even though he did torture Cranky Kong. I do apologize. Uh, but no, um, you know, I wanted, when I entered the movie, even though I'm a massive Mario fan, you know, I didn't want to just like it because it was chock full references, just because I recognized then I like, you know. Um, and I went in the movie, you know, not thinking it's going to be the next Citizen Kane. Uh, I was like, alright, is it entertaining? Is it fun? Uh, is it not cringy? And you know what I'd say? Execute all those fronts. On all those fronts. Um, on the topic of Donkey Kong, and I guess the movie in general, I am so happy they did not... There was no toilet humor. There were no fart jokes. And I don't know about you guys, but when... Uh, or I was assuming I can cover spoilers, but uh, spoiler alert. When Mario and Donkey Kong fall off uh, like Rainbow Road, and they're in the water, and there's the... Um, the unagi eel like beneath them and there's like rumbling and then the water and uh i thought for sure mario was going to ask Don Kong like oh did you fart and then Don Kong like was like no and then make a fart joke and then i die inside but no that didn't happen um obviously not every joke was a banger but i thought most of like the the humor and the writing was pretty tasteful and that's how i describe the movie it was tasteful and i think you know, in the end, it executed beautifully what it needed to do. Be entertaining, even if, yeah, it could have been a little longer. But on the topic of, uh, you know, tasteful writing, you know, I was not someone, even as a massive Mario fan, I wasn't dunking on Chris Pratt or anything. You know, it was whatever. And same with Seth Rogen. I thought they'd be fine. But honestly, they had my favorite kind of stream the movie. I don't know. I, I really liked it because, you know, you don't usually see characters ribbing with Mario. I mean, obviously, like, Wario and Bowser are rivalry with Mario, but Mario doesn't usually banter. You know, even an RPG game, like, other banter, other characters banter for him, like, Beepo and Mario plus Rabbids and, you know, so on and so forth. So, I don't know. I, I just really liked it. 
Um, I guess the only thing that I would say is I am wondering how they'll shake up the world map or how they'll, they'll divvy that up because, like, obviously in the games it's pretty likely, you know, Donkey Kong and Mario separate universes, but in this movie, or in this universe, like, they're in the same world. So if a Donkey Kong movie, I'd be interested in how, like, if they completely keep Mario separate, which I imagine they would, I just... I would just be interested in kind of how, you know, King K. Rool and the Kremlins would just tie into this world, because it's definitely, like, not an entirely separate world. So, I don't know. Just be interesting to see what you guys think about that. Anyway, uh, I'll be interested in hearing what you guys think. See ya. Well, thank you for the call, Traveler of the Stars. So, yeah, look, we, we already said, like, no fart jokes, and Traveler agrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will say if Donkey Kong did say it like how Travelers of the Stars did, if Mario just went, dude, did you fart? No. <laughs> I think I would I think I would laugh. <laughs> right, like, you, you, you could make that funny, like, dude, did you fart? Oh, you think just because I'm a gorilla, I farted? Like, no, I'm civilized, dude. Like, I don't fart I in front of... Tie. I don't Come fart in now. front of people I don't know, let alone people I do know. Uh... Yeah, I, I really, really liked the chemistry between Mario and Donkey Kong because yeah, we've never really seen them banter. We've never, I mean, we, we don't we don't really see Mario talking with people too often, let alone Donkey Kong. And they pretty much got it exactly the way it would be in my head as far as how they should engage with each other. Yeah, like a real Popeye Bluto thing. Not, but not even that antagonistic. They're they're more just frenemies at a certain point, where there's always this rivalry between them, a little competitiveness, and yeah, sometimes they can be friends, but most of the time you see them beating the crap out of each other. But, well, yeah. yeah, but like I, I think that's mostly an artifact of Donkey Kong being considered a Mario antagonist, but then come Donkey Kong Country. You, you have the recontextualization of the Kongs as heroes. And yes. then when they brought Donkey Kong back into play with the Mario cast, with Mario Kart 64, you know, you could see in the artwork and stuff for the game, he was still considered an antagonist to Mario. And that kind of continued. But then... You know, then you bring in Diddy into some of the games, and well, you can't really have Donkey Kong be an antagonist when Diddy's around. <laughs> That's Cameron's theory on Donkey Kong and how he's portrayed is if you have Diddy Kong around, Donkey Kong cannot come across as a villain. You just can't yeah. do it. So over time, we've seen that kind of softening, even despite you know the decade plus of Mario versus Donkey Kong games. You you would have Donkey Kong and Mario's relationship kind of thaw, and then even stuff like Mario Party 5 onward, you would have Donkey Kong portrayed as the heroic counterpart to Bowser in those games. So, yeah, I, I think that, like, the the way they should be interacting with each other is there there's always this maybe edge to their relationship. They're not best buddies, but they can get along because at the end of the day, they're both heroes. They just don't have that like perfect chemistry where they're like having beers together or like just, <laughs> just like watching, watching the big game. They're, 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 they're more uh, friendly associates who maybe would get on each other's nerves if they had to spend more time with each other than they do. 
Yeah, they eat potato chips in separate bowls. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, one of my favorite lines from the movie, maybe my favorite line, considering how much I've remembered it, is just <laughs> Donkey Kong rolling up to Mario and saying, I hate you. <laughs> I feel the same way sometimes when I see Mario. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad it was finally put on the big screen. It was great. And again, they did they didn't like uh flanderize Donkey Kong to build up Mario, which was my big worry, right? Yeah. They they, they didn't make Donkey Kong just an overt buffoon to make Mario look better. Mar- Mario I really liked Mario in this movie. He was an everyman again. He was Somebody yeah. you you, uh, you could root for. He was an underdog and, and not just the best at everything he does. Yeah, always smiling and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Mario gets the ever-loving tar pounded out of him. <laughs> and I loved it. Let's get to Traveler's other point there. Yeah, I, I have concerns. I admit I have concerns about the way they established the Jungle Kingdom and how that will relate to a Donkey Kong movie. I think it worked fine for the Mario movie, but I think it almost limits what you can do with Donkey Kong and his world going into an actual Donkey Kong movie because so much of the Donkey Kong mythology is centered around the Kongs living on an island. And interacting with other islands in that archipelago i'm not even getting into banjo and conquer here malik don't worry i'm, I'm talking about <laughs> kremlins i'm talking about snowmads and like i i like having a landlocked jungle kingdom yeah yeah you can just say like all oh, the kremlins live nearby in the jungle and and whatever but it, it does worry me a little bit because there is so much you can build off of this expanse of ocean. And, and even seafaring just plays such a large role in Donkey Kong mythology. And so I'm a little bit leery. And I'm like, in the Donkey Kong movie, do we just want to have them move to an island and, and have that be Donkey Kong Island? Like one of our theories was that... Um, like like uh maybe the the apes and monkeys in the jungle kingdom aren't actually native to the jungle kingdom like they they were escaped primates from the zoo or something in brooklyn and they fell through the same warp pipe that mario and luigi did and arrived there years earlier or something and that didn't, that turned out to be completely false but i do have to wonder if they will keep them in the jungle kingdom or or if they'll like established donkey kong island in the sequel or or the actual donkey kong movie i should say now a theory i just came up with on the spot is if what if they go like in a potential donkey kong movie there's like a sewage system underneath the jungle kingdom and there's just another pipe that leads to like donkey kong island (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's like oh now this takes takes us to the rare archipelago a completely separate dimension from the mushroom kingdom it just keeps going it just keeps going yeah separate dimensions in various sewage systems (laughs) and then and then yeah that sets up hyrule the land of hyrule for this Oh, that's I like that. <laughs> I, I think they're gonna want to keep the options on the table to keep Donkey Kong and Mario like interactable. But uh, yeah, like 
you, you don't want to have Mario all up in your Donkey Kong movie. So, and I, I could see them even having a small appearance by Mario near the beginning just to just to set it up further. But yeah, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll see. Like I I was surprised at how little the Jungle Kingdom bothered me in this movie. When we get mm-hmm. to a Donkey Kong movie, it might be a Donkey Kong Country cartoon situation where it's a bridge too far for me and I have a problem with it <laughs> then. But for the Mario movie, nah, it was, it was fine. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call, Traveler of the Stars. Let's play our next one. Hi. Since you wanted opinions on the Mario movie, I just wanted to say I am probably one of the only people who actually preferred Chris Pratt's Mario over Charlie Day's Luigi. I just like I, I thought I thought he did a better job. And uh I am really excited for a hypothetical Donkey Kong Country movie to happen, as I think we all are. And I would very much like to hear your opinions on uh the hypothetical celebrity casting of said DK country movie down to every last potential Kong and Kremlin. Uh, DK says trans rights. Goodbye. Well, thank you for the call. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to every last Kong and Kremlin, <laughs> but uh, it may be the brothers bear and some banana birds. And <laughs> some banana birds. Trofskoff and professor chops, but yeah, well, I, I thought, like, Chris Pratt, surprisingly, I mean, maybe not surprisingly, everybody rags on Chris Pratt for reasons that yeah. are well understood, but I think he's a fine actor. He brings a certain quality to the roles, which is why he is a go-to actor in Hollywood right now. And I, I thought it was, like, I understood what they were going for when they cast Chris Pratt as Mario. I was like, okay. And it made me optimistic, honestly, for the way they were going to portray Mario in this movie. It's like they're hearkening back to the way Mario used to be portrayed once upon a time. And, yeah, I thought he did a great job. I I, I have no qualms about that. You know, uh, Charlie Day, I'm a big fan of Charlie Day. And he's Charlie Day. I mean, in every role, he, he is just Charlie Day. He maybe dials it up a little bit or dials it down, but... Yeah, it was it was a different take on Luigi, but I thought that nervous energy, you know, does work for the character. I know our own Jeff was upset because he always fan cast Diddy with Charlie Day, uh, and I could <laughs> I could see that like that would be pretty neat casting for Diddy, but we're not going to get that now. Yeah, but um, Malik, I know you had some thoughts on the Donkey Kong movie casting in your mario movie review Mm -hmm. let's see so i know i said uh specifically for dixie kong i would want uh kristen shaw uh (laughs) she has been you you familiar with kristen shaw yeah yeah she she i'm familiar with her roles on various uh, comedies like 30 rock and she was also a daily show correspondent back in the tail end of the john stewart era yeah, I think her voice fits like perfectly for something like Dixie Kong, like mm. very sweet and bubbly, but I can also imagine Dixie having a little bit of a manic side to her as well. <laughs> like she she does manic very well. There's like a thing, I have an idea in my head where I just want to take some like Christian Kristen Shaw uh, various little thingies and just 
draw some storyboard ideas to it. I think that'd be really cool. But that is my take for uh, Dixie Kong. Or like I also said, something completely like a complete 180, maybe something like Natasha Leone, where Dixie just sounds like a chain smoker. Cause <laughs> say, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Diddy? We, we gotta go get the banana horde. Back. <laughs> Dude, that should be the take on Wrinkly Kong. <laughs> then we know how she oh, dies. God. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know for other characters. I was, I immediately, earlier, I thought maybe Kevin Hart is Diddy Kong because they're short, haha. I don't know, but. I don't know, like Diddy, uh, like you would almost want a, a Tom Holland type, I think, where you, you have this like perpetual youthness, this eagerness to please a mentor which is just what tom holland does and uh oh yeah i i could see that um i've long casted fan casted will arnett as swanky kong and Mm -hmm. i i still i still think that's my preferred take but i've also heard people bandied about bob odenkirk as swanky and i could see that too (laughs) I, i i i think that's uh that's an acceptable alternative as well you you just want a layer of sleaze for swanky kong yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about K. Rule? I, I know a lot of people have opinions on K. Rule, some of it informed by the cartoon portrayal. What What do you think about K. Rule? Man, well, it, let's just say, because I would want, for, for, for K. Rule, I can only imagine the guy who played him in the TV show, uh, Ben Campbell, because he, he was just fantastic. I think he was fantastic. He He is the king, but... Uh, I mean, who else has like a Shakespearean, uh, kind of energy to them? I can't think of any. I don't know celebrities too well. <laughs> Wait, you you know cartoon voice actors, so that gets you. I know cartoon voice actors. I'm gonna say, and this is something I already I've already shared in the past. Andy Circus as K. Rule. Ooh, I kind of like that because he <laughs> can bring multitudes to any performance he he can he can do crazy with nuance and i i i got that in my head when i i think like and you know most people know andy circus from his uh, motion capture work as Gollum or uh, caesar in uh planet of the apes trilogy the the new planet of the apes trilogy but yeah I, I think what really sold me on him as K. Rule was when I saw him in Black Panther and his role as um, Claw in in that movie, and it's just the I, I, that to me that could have been K. Rule, just the the level of like unhinged giddiness where he is just, just he, like something snapped a long time ago, and but he's enjoying mm-hmm. it, and yeah, so that that's that's my pick for K. Rule, but. Um, as far as anybody else, like, the, the thing is, like, I would have never casted Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, but it's grown <laughs> on me in the last month. So I'm sure they will have picks where people will be like, what? Ew. Like, everybody was with Chris Pratt. <laughs> Ew. But, yeah, but then you're like, okay, I see what they're going for within the context of this interpretation of the character. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never like Chris Pratt's never going to replace Charles Martinet as people's 
Mario. Like in the games, they're not just gonna like say like, "Oh, he sounds like Chris <laughs> Pratt now." Deal with it. So He's so cool. <laughs> th- this, none of this really matters, right? Like as far as it, it, it's good because it gets exposure to these characters and brings people back into the games, and then people aren't going to be thinking, "Oh." Yeah, what, why doesn't Cranky Kong sound like Bernie Sanders here? He sounds like Bernie Sanders. It's just, oh, <laughs> this is Cranky Kong in the video games. Maybe he doesn't sound like Bernie Sanders. So I'm fine having these alternate takes. They don't have to be the definitive versions of these. They're just kind of just, it's just a trip. It's just a trip seeing some of these characters on the big yeah. screen being portrayed by well-known Hollywood quantities, right? Yeah, I'm all for it. I can't wait to see like the cast list in a future Nintendo Direct for a Donkey Kong Direct for like the movie and all the all the celebrities and yeah I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Well, thank you for the call and yes, Donkey Kong does say trans rights. All right, we are mm-hmm. going to play call number 6. Let's go. Hey guys, this is Boom Shackle. And I saw you guys were talking about the Mario movie again. And I mean I have my problems with it, but overall, I really, really enjoyed it. So my question to you guys is, well, I mean, a big controversy with this movie, controversy, both, I should say, issue people have with this movie is the pop songs, which I'll admit kind of got to me a little, little bit. Uh, but how would you feel if instead of Take On Me or Maybe even when they get to the DKC movie, they pick songs that were in Donkey Kong instead. Oh, yeah. I'm talking right here, right now. I'm talking scene, scene, scene. I'm talking maybe even some all-star La Bamba. Well, I mean, that's just my idea. It's not going to happen, but, I mean, it should. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you for the call, Boom Shackle. Uh, Malik. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're just being called on to make the Donkey Kong movie. Like, talk it out for Illumination. Because we're, <laughs> we're casting it. We're picking the songs for it. Well, let's see. I would have to... We'd have to put Jungle Boogie and by Cool and the Gang in there, right? <laughs> oh, that would definitely... <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, knowing the way Illumination ticks, that would definitely, definitely be... Like, you gotta have the low-hanging fruit, right? Literal low hang, like no walnuts, peanuts, pineapple smells up in here. Like actual, what fruit hangs low? <laughs> Bananas, I guess. I don't know. Potato, potatoes aren't considered fruit. No, you're no, just stuck on potatoes hang. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had potatoes earlier. <laughs> I could go for a nice <laughs> potato right now. Honestly, it's been a while. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this because, you know, we at DK Vine, we we are music fans as well as Donkey Kong fans. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, I, I know they were joking, but I could see a couple Donkey Konga songs in the mix. Do you think they would know that they were also used in Donkey Kong? No, but, but there are maybe one or two Donkey, Kong so- Donkey Konga songs that actually do fit Donkey Kong. La Bamba is one of them. Maybe Oyokomova by Santana. Um, that that kind of fits the vibe of Donkey Kong. But yeah, like Jungle Boogie is, is definitely a song they would pick. 
Uh, I already suggested Jungle Love by the Steve Miller Band. Got some other mm-hmm. suggestions here, by the way, to fit the the tone of Donkey Kong. They're not all jungle-related. Like, I'm not going to say Bungle in the Jungle by Jethro Tull or Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to all be jungle-themed, but they would probably go to welcome to the jungle for sure uh oh yeah for all the trailers i can see it right now (laughs) oh yeah like we we were we were so dead certain especially cameron that van halen's jump was going to factor into it and (laughs) it almost did come to find out they were going to play jump in the final climatic sequence when they get the uh superstar but they were talked out of it by the composer just like no where did that where, where'd you see that? Oh, it was a news where'd story a couple a week or two ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was going to be Van Halen's jump in there, but they, <laughs> they were they were talked off that ledge. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, Welcome to the Jungle would be the big obvious thing for the Donkey Kong movie. Maybe the trailer, but maybe, like, the first sequence when you pan into the jungle, like, Welcome to the Jungle! <laughs> However, I, I have some other suggestions. Um, maybe maybe a little bit more baroque, obscure uh, suggestions. Not baroque as far as the classical music. I, I mean, just like okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Donkey Kong movie. <laughs> that would also work. Just go high class with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Friday. <laughs> so, so just pulling from the same era of music they pulled from for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, Thunder Island by Jay Ferguson. That you, I don't know what that song you're, is. You're probably not familiar <laughs> with it. It's the it, it, go, it, it just starts off sha la 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 my lady, and it just goes from there. <laughs> but it's called Thunder Island. I think I think it would work. Um, <laughs> Escape the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh working for the weekend by lover boy i think i would like that that yeah. sounds good that i i've always wanted that for a donkey Kong trailer <laughs> <laughs> like also, he's riding on rambi just you hear that or yeah background. just funky kong like uh you know chilling on the beach or like i, I don't know like <laughs> i i think i think working for the week uh Weekend sums up the ethos of the Donkey Kong bunch to me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> my my only other suggestion that I think might find their way into this is uh, Any Way You Want It by Journey. I don't know why. <laughs> I I could just, I could see like the sequence where Donkey Kong like wakes up in bed and that song starts playing and he just like starts swinging on vines through the jungle. <laughs> Those are my suggestions. I like that. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had more su- Most of my suggestions are just like old, weird songs that nobody has ever heard about from like the 50s. But <laughs> Nobody's heard. Okay. I guarantee you, aside from Jeff Onan, who might be listening to this right now, nobody listening to the conversation has heard Thunder Island by Jay Ferguson. <laughs> it's, it's never played on the radio. No. Oh, <laughs> it, it might play on like Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville on Sirius XM. But besides that, yeah, you don't you don't really hear it anymore. Huh. 
I'll, I'll give it a listen after this. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to listen to it. Just imagine it in a Donkey Kong movie. <laughs> Duly noted. All right. Thank you for the call. Let's go ahead and play our next call. Hello, my name is Ryan. Uh, I've been listening to the conversation for maybe the past two years now, and I'm a big fan of the idea. Uh, I saw the tweet about the Mario movie stuff, and I, I want to say that I, I'm very surprised with how deep they actually went with all the Donkey Kong stuff, to the point where, at least in the circles that I inhabit on the Internet, people are very, very confident that Illumination is going to be doing a Donkey Kong movie, myself included. And one thing that I see everybody talking about is what we want to see from a Donkey Kong movie, but I'm more curious about what we all think Nintendo would let us see in a Donkey Kong movie. Like, we 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 know that they let Swanky Kong into the first Mar- into the Mario movie, but like they didn't even let the Kremlings into Donkey Kong Country since when when Donkey Kong Country Returns or Tropical Freeze came out. So I I'm not really sure if we'll be allowed to have them in the Donkey Kong movie. If that's, I, I'm not sure if this would be something that you've already talked about by this point in the episode, but I'm very curious to hear what people think about it. All right, thank you. Well, thank you for the call, Ryan. I I think because you said you like the idea of the conversation, you didn't say you liked the conversation. <laughs> you, you you like the concept. Not the execution. <laughs> on paper, it sounds all right. I don't know if I'd listen to it every week. Yeah, I feel like I'm uh, <laughs> on my heels right now a little bit. Um, we'll try to we'll try to do your call justice so we can get you on board finally. So I, I think there's a misconception here that that Nintendo has some sort of embargo on the Kremlins, and that was never really the case. The Kremlins appeared. Throughout the buyout era, they they were in the Payon games. They appeared in stuff like I mean, K. Rule was in Donkey Konga. Most people don't realize that mm-hmm. they they appeared in stuff like Mario Power Tennis and the, the Strikers. The Kre- yeah, the the Kremlins were <laughs> acknowledged, right? Like it was only until we got to Donkey Kong Country Returns that they said, you know, why don't we try something new? And I think a large part of that was not necessarily an edict from Nintendo. It was the the suggestions from more certain people at Nintendo. It, It was never Miyamoto saying, I do not want the Kremlins ever seen again. You can only use this pre-approved list of Donkey Kong characters. It (laughs) it was, yeah, it was more like, well, Donkey Kong Country is your baby now, Retro. Why don't you do with it what you want? And why don't you try to come up with new concepts? Do we really need to have Kremlins in this just because it's Donkey Kong Country? And I, I, you know, I, I can understand that philosophy. That is a very Nintendo philosophy to have. It's it's why you so seldom see other teams within Nintendo referencing stuff that other teams did. It's like, we'll just come up with something new. Super Mario Land 
was not the traditional Mario team. And so they came up with new enemies like Tatanga or then Wario in, in the sequel. And, you know, they, they didn't use Bowser or the Koopa Troop. And nope. so, and I think, I think that's well-intentioned and I can see like the, the f- philosophy of why they did that, but what they weren't really anticipating is it's all well and good when you have multiple Mario games in development at any given time. There's never this concern that we'll just never see Bowser again. But when this is now the new home of Donkey Kong Country, what they didn't anticipate was, hey, there are Donkey Kong Country fans. There are legions <laughs> of Donkey Kong. There, there's oodles of Donkey Kong diehards out there who love the Kremlings, who love... Ingard the Swordfish and Squitter the Spider and Chunky and Swanky and the Brothers Bear and the Queen Banana Bird and the Banana Fairy Princess. And and I think there were certain people working with Retro who maybe didn't believe that. They they thought that people like the gameplay of Donkey Kong Country or they might like the idea of Donkey Kong Country, but they're not invested in the concepts of Donkey Kong Country that are, like, the world-building, right? We know, like, at a certain point, people at Retro wanted to bring K. Rule back. They wanted to do more, and they, they were, well, for various reasons, they were told no with the tr- Tropical Freeze port to the Switch, but it, it was... Not necessarily an edict from Nintendo, but it was who was basically put in charge of managing Retro, who was really pushing for that. It's cool how they got to flex their creative muscles twice with making new characters. And I like the idea of Donkey Kong having a rogues gallery of villains. But yeah, the Kremlings, we all love the Kremlings, and it would be great to see them back in something. And I feel like we are going to see them in an eventual Donkey Kong movie because at this point, Nintendo it, Nintendo should know that everybody loves the Kremlings. They are they are the equivalent of the Koopa Troop. No, they're better than the Koopa Troop. What am I talking about? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Nintendo does know that now. We we've talked about this on the conversation ad nauseum at this point, but oh yeah, the Smash Ballot. What was the eye opener? And the Smash Ballot came at a really fortuitous time for Donkey Kong because it was right when Retro had finished Tropical Freeze and released it and was basically moving on. And, you know, they, they were kind of shopping Donkey Kong around a little bit. For more on that, listen to our episode from a little bit more than a month ago, Donkey Kong The Lost Years, which shed some light on what was happening around this time but the smash ballot showed nintendo oh wow people really like k rule king k rule <laughs> that guy that green dude <laughs> and they knew donkey on country was popular but for whatever reason they didn't think that donkey on country characters were popular beyond donkey kong <laughs> and diddy and dixie and what have you so the Smash Ballot really came at the best possible time because as they started making plans for Donkey Kong's future, as this Donkey Kong Freedom game fell through at Vicarious Visions and they shifted development as as we've 
as we heard back in like 2018, they shipped the development to Nintendo EPD. We haven't heard anything since then. So, you know, who knows what's happened. I still think it's in development. I still think it's coming. I think everything that we've seen in the last year or two is building up to it. And I think we're kind of getting to that precipice now where it's like something's in the air. You, we can all taste it. I can feel it calling in the air tonight. You can hear it coming yet again. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, shit. Phil Collins. Yeah. Phil Collins <laughs> in the air tonight. That would be great for a Donkey Kong movie. Ooh, I'd love that. So anyway, yeah, like there, there was there was never any edict that you can't use the Kremlins. I think that was overblown from the interviews that were given around the time of Donkey Kong Country Returns release. But now Nintendo knows, oh, wow, King K. Roll, popular. Donkey Kong characters, beloved. And I think you saw a little bit of that in this movie where who had so much prominent screen time? What, Chunky Kong? Chunky Kong. Oh, my God. Before Lanky Kong. Who has not been really seen in a game since Donkey Kong 64. I know he was briefly seen in the GBA remake of DKC3. He was a spirit mm-hmm. in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. But he hasn't really been seen since 1999. Yeah. You could have missed that entirely. Like those cameos. So, uh, I, I think... Really, we should be feeling good. If you're a fan of anything Donkey Kong from 1994 on, or even before that, uh, as seen recently with Pauline, you should be feeling good. Because I feel like for the first time in over a decade, everything is on the table again. And Mm -hmm. I think that Miyamoto in particular... You know, Miyamoto's, he's getting up there. Like, he's not super old, all things considered, but he's older. He's hes kind of winding down a little bit. And I think he definitely wants to make sure, as one of his priorities before he retires, he wants to make sure Donkey Kong's legacy is secured. His, his, his original creation, he wants to make sure Donkey Kong is going to be taken care of long after he's gone. Mario, he doesn't have to worry about. But but yeah. Donkey Kong has been homeless for over 20 years, essentially. Like, pit stops here and there, most notably at Retro Studios. But Donkey Kong needs a, a stable, permanent home again. And I think he's also realizing that, you know, Donkey Kong was in good hands with Donkey Kong Country Onward for all of this talk at, you know, throughout the years that, oh, Miyamoto hates Donkey Kong Country. He doesn't. He, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. He, there might have been some professional jealousy at the time, especially with Yoshi's Island. But I think that he recognizes and appreciates that Rare took his creation and and made something so expansive with it. He loves Cranky Kong. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he's he been supportive of all of this stuff. And I, I think he appreciates that his creation, his original baby, has outpaced what he imagined for it. So we're, we're going we're to see all of this stuff. Like, like, we've already seen Chunky and Swanky Kong. I mean, my God. Uh, well, what, what, once you broach that, like, how is 
how how are there any limits on the possibilities? <laughs> I, I never thought like ten years ago I would be seeing Chunky Kong on the big screen, much less Donkey Kong himself. But like, oh my goodness, it's like if they'll do that for just a Mario movie. What are they going to do for a Donkey Kong movie? Right. I can't wait. And, you know, with with their limitless ability to create generic Kongs for the Ring of Kong, they didn't need to have specific Kongs from the games in there. Nope. But they did. Like, they they had this whole sequence with Swanky Kong blowing up and... And dying. Well, no, he's he's alive, actually. <laughs> but... uh, so so I've, I've heard whispers that he escaped... Yes, if you look at some of... I I looked at some uh, pirated footage online, and you can actually see him, like, he gets ejected out of the car, and he's, like, tumbling as the car explodes. But the car explodes, but you can see his body, like, keep going forward. So he did survive. What doesn't mean he survived, it just means... (laughs) He might have broken his neck, I mean... He could have died from his injuries. Let's just... Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's still it's still up in the air, but he did not die in the explosion. Okay, we saw. <laughs> okay, his body continued after that. He could be dead. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you for the call. All right, let's let's <laughs> let's take our next one. Okay. Hello, Highland Malik. My question is: After seeing the Super Show being of such prominence in the Mario movie. Do you think any DKC cartoon references are possible for a potential DK movie? Even if Seth Rogen saying Banana Slamma is nothing else. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is right up your alley, Malik. Well, that's how the movie will actually open. <laughs> like, K. Rule will get, like, some artifact and it's like, now no one can stop me. And then you hear, Ooh, ha. <laughs> And then you hear the DKC cartoon theme song start playing. <laughs> Here's the thing about the Donkey Kong Country cartoon. It's already been referenced in the games far more than the Super Show has ever been referenced in the games. Oh, heck yeah. It, it, I mean, it didn't take long at all for Rare to incorporate elements of it for Donkey Kong 64. From the Crystal Coconuts to Cranky being uh, a chemist out of nowhere and things like tiny's design looking more evocative of dixie's cartoon design and you know that then you had like retro reference it with banana slamma you know it mm-hmm. so i and i think that's just more virtue of there being more western developers for donkey kong and yeah we'll we'll, we'll incorporate little bits of it here or there i think rare wanted to sort of launder elements of it and recontextualize it for to to fit what they had going on but with with, yeah retro is clearly more of a loving wink and a nod to it and yeah i i think for sure like we we saw the super show referenced quite a bit in this we saw the super mario brothers movie the live action movie from 1993 referenced in here or there so yeah you're you're gonna get a little nod here or there yeah. i don't know if you're gonna have like this all-powerful crystal coconut mcguffin but i'm sure <laughs> you'll get a banana slam in there or two yeah i can see that happening maybe you'll hear like a song from the show on like a bana- on a radio or something in the background yeah like, and Don kong is like oh that was when i was going through a phase at that point in my life <laughs> i've 
heard people wanting Bluster Kong in it, but I I don't even know <laughs> if Nintendo or Illumination would have the rights to Bluster Kong. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, whoever has the rights now, they're not they're pretty much just going to sit on it for forever, I guess. They they can't really use Bluster. No, if but... Nintendo doesn't own it. <laughs> like it, it's just one of those uh, confusing things like can nintendo really use bluster and they don't really use characters created for outside media anyway like you yeah you didn't see, like i i doubt i very much doubt you'll see yoshi's caveman friend in the super mario brothers good movie old too. Uktar. <laughs> yeah i very much doubt you'll you'll get get him in there that would be great that would be a deep cut <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get cartoon references for sure. I think like just like the Super Mario Brothers movie referenced everything and anything Mario, you'll you'll get the same with the Donkey Kong movie. It'll it'll go it'll cast a wide net for sure. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's a there's a less wide of a net to cast, given there hasn't been that much in the way of Donkey Kong media. There's been the cartoon and. You know, various appearances on things like Captain N. Maybe you won't get references to that, but you'll you'll, you'll get the cartoon. (laughs) You'll probably get more obvious references to the arcade game. Who knows? But, um, yeah. And I'll be fine with it, for sure. Like... Do you think they'll get Josh Wolf as, like, a cameo? Oh, God, he should play a Kong. Like, he should play an original Kong. Absolutely. That'd be great. (laughs) Or, like, get him in there as, uh... As Chunky Kong or, or Lanky Kong or something. <laughs> I would love that. I would just love a Kong dressed exactly like he was in the DKC Exposed video. <laughs> With the hair. With the hair and the, the vest and just, just a 90s gnarly dude. He'll say, guess what, folks? Guess what? They get paid. Like He'll, he'll just say that yeah. at some point. He could be a reporter <laughs> or something, you know? and Yeah. Yeah. Reporter Kong. <laughs> Or Hat Kong. (laughs) Mariner's Hat Kong, yeah. (laughs) Thank you for the call. All right. Next call. Yeah, I saw your tweet, and I would absolutely love to hear a little more discussion about Donkey Kong in the most recent uh, Mario Brothers film. Uh, Specifically, all the different Kongs in the audience, uh, it seems to me, I mean, it's possible that was just fan service, but building that many assets and that many references... Uh, I am curious to see if you think there's a chance they might be willing to do some kind of Donkey Kong spinoff or its own franchise or film of some kind, seeing as Donkey Kong is going to get its own expansion potential in the theme parks of Universal Studios, all the characters in the movie and all that. I I don't know. I mean, obviously you guys know there's a lot of potential out there for a lot of ways to take Donkey Kong universe in terms of film uh, and media. But that's just my take. I'd love to hear your thoughts on where you think it's headed, if it'll still just be continuously connected to the Mario Brothers franchise or maybe branching out into its own thing. Thanks a bunch. Love what you guys do. Bye. Well, thanks for the call. And yeah, I think we've already kind of covered this quite a bit in this episode. It's not, that's not their fault. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's just the order of the calls. They don't, they, no, nobody knows what other people are calling in with, but yeah, I, I, I do. I, I absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the Donkey movies, a certainty at this point, uh, especially yeah. given like, just just ignoring how financially successful this movie is and how much 
uh, of a it's not just financially successful because like the sonic movies were financially su- successful but this is also a zeitgeist movie this is a movie that is exciting people this is a movie that's getting saturday night live sketches about funky kong who's not even really in the movie it, mm-hmm. it's 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 reigniting interest in a lot of things mario and donkey kong so with with all of that, yeah, we're we're they're gonna milk it and they're gonna go MCU with it, and yeah, we're getting the Donkey Kong movie now. To to like maybe expand on your point a little bit, which which we've already touched upon the the core part of it. I've heard whispers, not, not whispers. Uh, I I've heard rumblings from the fandom that Chunky's prominence might foretell that that chunky will be have a role in the upcoming donkey kong game right um like Ooh. oh they wouldn't have had chunky so prominent if they nintendo didn't have plans for chunky and i don't i wouldn't go that far i i don't know how i feel about that it wouldn't surprise me let's just say but i don't want to like put all my all my chips in on this bet here i think what it does show is that Nintendo Miyamoto did not object to them using Chunky Kong or Swanky Kong for that matter. And I think that what that that might open up the possibility for is the Donkey Kong game really just giving a warm hug to everything. Like I, I think everything from the rare era, everything from the buyout era, be it Payon, be it Jungle Beat. And obviously the retro era, uh, the returns era, and tropical freeze. Like we're we're going to have everything from Donkey Kong's history in play for the first time in over a decade, and that includes Chunky. That that does include Chunky. And given his prominence in that, yeah, his assets are made. He definitely show up in the Donkey Kong movie. And if he shows up in the Donkey Kong movie, then he maybe he'll show up in a future game again. Mm-hmm. With with the way Nintendo does things, it's really what serves the game first and foremost. It's not just how many characters can we get in here. So there's always going to be that holding us back. But I I I think I feel good. I feel better than I have in a long, long time about the possibilities for everything related to Donkey Kong's cast or its history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel even better than I did after K. Rule was announced for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate because then it was just like, oh, so we're getting K. Rule back. But I, I never thought Chunky and Swanky would be back in play. Honestly, I never really thought we we would really see them again. Like, what I, I, I like to imagine... That when, to bring it back to Swanky again, I like to imagine that when he died in that fiery crash, Miyamoto had a big grin on his face. It's like, yeah, Swanky Kong. (laughs) (laughs) I like, Miyamoto took everybody illumination size. Maybe you should have him get ejected from the cart. (laughs) Yeah, I know I said I wanted him dead, but... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something let's we can keep do with some him. More, some ambiguity there. Yeah. Just, just in case. <laughs> Maybe we could have like a, a Swanky Kong streaming series on Netflix or something. <laughs> yeah, just leave the door open. 
I guess I wouldn't be on Netflix. Where where would Universal's content be? Would it be uh I think it's called Peacock? Would it be it would be Peacock, yeah. Put Swanky on Peacock. <laughs> Swanky he he peacocks all over the place anyway, so just put them on the streaming yeah. service all right swanky but, streaming yeah whatever yeah no like <laughs> give them a game show give them like a an animated game show let's go crazy with it he has horrific burns but he perseveres <laughs> gives builds character all right we've got two more calls to take malik so uh and, and this next call it it's it's a lengthy one they hit the three minute mark so I don't even know if they got the full thing in or if they got cut off, but we'll play it nonetheless. Okay. Hey, guys. First time, long time. And when I say long time, I mean, like, 2006. Uh, my name's Nick, but you may know me as DKRDS, uh, but you probably don't. Uh, as I sit here in my office as a 28-year-old man wearing his Keep Barrel and Carry Kong shirt, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up how much I dug our King Kong in the Mario movie. So I saw it thrice. First time out, like immediately walking out of the movie, opening weekend, I was entirely underwhelmed. Storytelling was non-existent. We had like zero Luigi, breadcrumbs worth of lore. But one thing stood out, and it was just the enormous, amount of amazing Donkey Kong content that we got out of it. I mean, Cranky Fred Armisen, I know you guys were not a huge fans of. I loved all things Cranky Kong in this movie, particularly when they land in his, like, temple, and he he drops the line, by all means, come in. That is pristine Cranky right there, particularly to Mario and Peach. Um, And just, like, DK being a showboating hunk, I'm I, nailing the character. Like, flexing, putting his tie on his bicep and flexing while singing the DK rap, that that is to a T how I want my DK to be. Um, I was super underwhelmed by the movie. I went with my girlfriend, and she was like, yeah, it was okay, you know. Like, she liked it more than me. Um, and then the next day... Like, right after the movie, we went to Super Nintendo World, which, while I was underwhelmed by the movie, was overwhelmed by how awesome that was, and I can't wait for the Donkey Kong World. And if you haven't gone to Super Nintendo World, I recommend it, because it is just an amazingly fun experience. Um, and it made me feel better about the movie as I sat with it more. Um, it just From a screenwriting standpoint, it, like sitting and watching it, you're like, what's going on and why is this happening? And another song. Um, but then the following weekend, I saw it again. And with my expectations tempered and knowing what I was getting coming in, I appreciated the music more. I appreciated the buddiness between Mario and DK. Uh, everything about it the second time around, I thought, was just way better. Uh, just overall. And then the third time I saw it was, 420, which was the best experience because I was celebrating. Um, but yeah, I like for what it is, you gotta love it for what it is. It's a great Mario movie. DK doesn't need to be there. 
and and the call cuts off, but I think he got his point in. Yeah, I I I've actually seen this dude uh, earlier. He he was wearing the keep barrel and carry Kong shirt. You you yeah. retweeted it. I actually just retweeted him on uh, the the social media the uh, earlier tonight before we recorded. And uh, Nick, you look great in it. Uh, yeah, it looks great on you. <laughs> first first time I've seen that shirt in the wild, but uh. I'm happy with it. Yeah, like I said, T Public, they do good work for us. Uh <laughs> so no, uh yeah, and I I think like I felt better about it than you did initially, but I was still very underwhelmed with the screenplay itself. And and that's me being a snobby screenwriter, failed screenwriter to be fair. I mean, you know, I got my Emmy and I got out, Malik. So that's all you need, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I've accomplished what I set out to do. I won a major award. I'm a quarter later, quarter of my way to my EGOT. So, uh, bye. Cause I, you know, honestly, like I like to be my own boss. I think that at the end of the day, it's just, it's just easier for me to just do what I want. And what I want to do is talk about Donkey Kong all the live long day. Living the dream. I am not bemoaning how my life turned out. Like, I, I quit it for a reason. And uh, left LA. And sounds like you are in Southern California, though, since you went to Super Nintendo World. Yeah, lucky. Lucky. <laughs> I would like to go, but, like, I, I wanted to go to the one in Osaka or Orlando. Um, just because that will have the Donkey Kong expansion and or i guess it won't be an expansion for the one in orlando it'll just open with donkey kong already in play but yeah mm-hmm. like uh like i said fred armson like that, that that's grown on me that take of cranky kong has grown on me once bernie sanders kong sort of settled into my brain i was like all right that's clever that's that's a good contemporary take on cranky and yeah like it, it's not it's not my cranky it doesn't it have to be my cranky. It's a movie version of cranky. Just like, you know, uh, if if you're a big Lord of the Rings nerd, you might not like Peter Jackson's movies. Doesn't matter cuz you'll always have the books, right? Mm-hmm. And what the movies will do is get people interested in the books. Just like a comic book movie, you know, oh, you know, I don't like Robert Pattinson as the Batman. But, you know, oh, I saw this movie and let me pick up a Batman comic. Oh, uh... It did its job. Yeah, exactly. So, it's fine. You know, it, it is fine. And yeah, it, it was very underwhelming as far as... Like, it annoys me that the movie was as short as it was because it needed to be longer. But you can't have it be too long because it's a kid's movie. I mean, like, Sonic... The second Sonic movie was, like, two hours long, so... When I heard that this movie was going to be 90 minutes, it was a little bit of a breath of fresh air because it seemed like most movies were getting into the two-hour territory. But again, I left the movie saying, I wish there was a little bit more. <laughs> I think it was illuminating, no pun intended, to be in <laughs> the, the theater full of kids. And I mean young kids who would normally see an illumination movie opening day during spring break. Because I don't have that perspective. Like, I'm still a kid at heart, obviously, I I am still, like, part of me is perpetually 12 years old, that excited 12-year-old boy who just loves Donkey Kong. And mm-hmm. I, I have a very giddy view of the world when I'm, you know, my my bipolar 2 isn't dragging me down into the depths of hell. But <laughs> I, I don't remember really what it's like to be that young. Like, I, I remember 
feelings and I remember like what I like, but I don't really remember generally what it was like to be a child and to see how their attention spans were already faltering, like near the end of the movie, people like they were getting restless. The crowd of juveniles was they they, they were starting to chafe um, with the runtime, and I was like, so, so, so us adults, we were like, oh yeah, I could have used thirty more minutes. Uh, I could have used forty five more minutes. Like it was too much and too short of a time for the kids. It was probably too long. It's the catch twenty two of the movie, right? Because I feel like if they they could have shorted up the plot by just cutting the Donkey Kong stuff out and expanding, stretching out the Mushroom Kingdom stuff. But at the same time, the Donkey Kong stuff was the best part of the movie, and it's why we at DK Vine are talking about the movie. So I don't really want them to cut that out. But from a screenwriting perspective, you can't have a 90-minute movie and and have this huge diversion into Donkey Kong territory. And I I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. It's weird. I'm glad it's there, but it made for a poorer movie. But it made for the best part of the movie. But as a screenwriter, it bugs me. But as a Donkey Kong fan, shut up. <laughs> That's uh, exactly how I felt. And uh, the, the little, little getting, getting a little off topic here. But when you say spring break, I always find it weird. You Americans have like spring break for like two weeks. Up in Canada, it's called March break. It's one week. That's it. In the middle of March. That's all we get. <laughs> so here in the States, it's usually timed around Easter and Passover. Huh. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Now, like <laughs> colleges, universities, they they usually will have spring break earlier, like like March. Um, sometimes they'll tie. It, it depends on the institution whether they tie it closer to Easter. But yeah, for the uh, K through twelve, like uh, grade schoolers, uh, pre college age, they usually get out the week before Easter. That's so weird. So that's that, that's so interesting. Like all the cartoons I would watch when everyone would go on spring break and I'm like, calm down, guys. You'll be back in a week. It's not that <laughs> exciting, okay? <laughs> you know, as, a, as a Donkey Kong journalist, I don't get a spring break. <laughs> Especially when you release a movie with Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong and Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong and Chunky Kong and Swanky Kong and kind of Funky Kong. During spring break, I don't get a spring break because I have to work extra hard. <laughs> I tell you, I, I brought a notebook to the theater to write notes and then it got dark and I couldn't see it. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. But luckily I retained <laughs> all of the memory. But I, uh, yeah, I, then I had to go home and write my review, which took hours because I was be very thorough with it. And uh, then I do a four hour <laughs> podcast and. Where's my spring break? If it makes you feel any better, I've listened to that four-hour podcast twice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Eight hours. It helps my, uh, helps my digital gaming work go by pretty smoothly, and then I look at the clock and I realize I haven't made it that far in the video. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> no, well, Nick, you look great in a shirt. I'm glad you had fun at Super Nintendo World. You know, I'm glad that there's no Donkey Kong stuff at the one in California because I would have to go. Yeah, me too. And, and <laughs> I don't like, want a reason to leave. At, at least, at least with the the actual Donkey Kong Park not opening for a little while longer, I can kick that can down the road just a just a little bit longer and not have yeah. to like. It, it's been nice not having E3 for the past several years because I don't have to like book this huge mid year trip like work trip. 
and and worry about plane tickets and lodging and food and all of the the stress of of bringing my independent journalism you know across the continent and I miss it but I it's just at the same time you don't it's just easier (laughs) to do it all from my office and just not worry about it I'm a home buddy at heart so all right all right Malik we've got one more call to play out of the sack and um you know I'm sure we're going to be talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie more in the future on the conversation but this will be it for now uh we're going to go back into spoiler free territory for a little bit and you know who knows what content we can derive from it from the future but I think I think this will put a nice capper on it whatever the call may be Hey guys this is Swanky Kong's number one fan Rick here just wanted to call in and give y'all my thoughts on the movie. Uh, my favorite scene was when Swanky Kong fucking died. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I think that was my favorite scene, too. <laughs> it was my favorite scene. The bad thing is I didn't even realize it was Swanky when I saw it. <laughs> did, did you realize that? I was like... Dude, I think when I was watching it with my brother, we were kind of like in this whole euphoria mode. But I was like, dude, is that Swanky Kong? That couldn't have been Swanky Kong because he just died. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've i talked about my my trailer fugue state. Whenever I see a trailer for something that I'm heavily invested in, it's hard for me to immediately retain and process the information because it's just it just – the emotion, the surreal out of body experience. Like I, I've said before, when I saw the tr- reveal trailer for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, I could not process what I was seeing. It was mm-hmm. like, did Donkey Kong fall out of a spaceship at the beginning? Are they on another planet? Or are jelly cubes? Jelly cubes? <laughs> uh, like the only thing I got out of it was Vikings, Dixie Kong. And everything else was just like, wait, is this for the Wii U? What, did they didn't even say what it was for. When's it coming out? What's happening? Freeze? It's called Freeze? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the only time I really successfully retained the information from a trailer was the Banjo and Kazooie reveal for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate because I was with three other people. And we were all just shouting it out to each other as uh-huh. we were seeing it. Like, and was a jiggy yeah oh yeah my gosh. so that that <laughs> helped me actually having that like social group around me to yell back at me what i was seeing i was like okay got it there's bottles got it <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh yeah so so the whole take on me sequence like i said I I, w- I was just like because like you know it's coming you know they're going to the jungle kingdom we pretty much mapped out that whole part of the movie in our predictions like we we pretty much called almost everything that would happen and all that being said when they finally got there I I think what put me off balance was hearing that little bit of DK Island swing because I wasn't expecting it and that was enough to make me emotionally charged. And then I was just like floating, like my soul had left my body and I was just Mm -hmm. hovering over the theater full of children. And I was like, is everybody else getting this? Is everybody else getting this? We're about to see Donkey Kong. We're about to see Cranky Kong. And, uh, And I was like, 
was that swanky con i don't know (laughs) (laughs) did he just die in a fiery explosion (laughs) yeah because you know the only thing i knew about swanky kong potentially being in this movie was we saw him in the ring of kong poster and you know asset artwork so i wasn't even ready for swanky kong potentially nope so me neither I completely missed it, but in retrospect, yeah, that was my favorite scene, Rick, you're right. Uh, (laughs) Because, look, you can brace yourself for Donkey Kong in a Mario movie. You can even brace yourself for Cranky Kong. And, yeah, maybe potentially Diddy, maybe potentially Dixie. But Swanky Kong is, is the most outside possibility for any Kong ever, in my opinion. When I saw the uh, United States premiere of the Donkey Kong Country cartoon on the Fox Family Channel, when it premiered here in the States, <laughs> I, I think it was on Canada in Canada before we got it, but we didn't know. Yeah, we it didn't was. Know. Uh, nope. So I watched the it, – it was the premiere weekend of the Fox Family Channel when the Family Channel was bought by – 20th Century Fox, and they rebranded it to Fox Family before they sold it to Disney and rebranded it as ABC Family. And then it became like Freeform or something. But <laughs> I I knew the Donkey Kong Country cartoon was going to be premiering that weekend. And so I kept it on because I wanted previews. I wanted commercials for it. I wanted to get any taste of it I could. And when they had the big, like, I think it was like 12 noon that was when Fox Family Channel went live, right? When when it, when it premiered and they had this big like montage of all their programming. We got a little bit of the Donkey Kong Country cartoon and I saw what was Bluster Kong in that little bit. <laughs> but I thought it could be Swanky Kong. I was like, was that Swanky Kong? Was that Swanky Kong? Is Swanky Kong going to be in the Donkey Kong Country cartoon? I think that really set my lifelong animosity towards Bluster Kong in play (laughs) because I thought he was going to be Swanky Kong. And it turns out he was just this original character that who was not Swanky and if anything was taking Swanky's role in the cartoon. So I, I, I vowed never to make that mistake again. How would you have felt if Swanky Kong was in... No, if it was Bluster Kong who was driving the car and died in the movie. Oh, I'd have been fine with that, but... (laughs) (laughs) No. So, when I see what I think might be Swanky Kong on the screen now, I never just go all in and say, Oh my god, Swanky Kong's gonna be in this. This is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, eh, might be Swanky, but probably not. So... (laughs) <laughs> I, I I have that wall of cynicism still up when Swanky's seen. So I completely like miss Swanky's cinematic debut because the hurt child in me kept me from enjoying it and embracing it. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We're 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 all laughing about it now. Yeah, and when I eventually rewatch it, when it's out on digital, or when I buy the 4K blu-ray combo pack or whatever this steel book from best buy whatever if they have a donkey kong exclusive cover to it you know i'm gonna get that but oh yeah when i when i rewatch it i will be able to truly savor the swankiness of the fiery inferno that he might have survived we don't know (laughs) we don't know 
Yeah, we braced ourselves for whatever. He didn't brace himself for that banana peel. But who could blame him? I hope that the Donkey Kong movie does have a scene where he leaves intensive care. He leaves physical therapy after, you know, yeah, <laughs> years of hard work. And uh, and then he's, you know, you, you could have this reoccurring bit where Swanky has like, grievous injury, bodily mm-hmm. harm coming his way with every appearance. I hope that's not Swanky's whole thing. Like, I don't want Swanky to be the Kong who just gets injured. <laughs> but I could, that would be, a, I mean, that's a reliable bit, you know. You, Calamity Kong, yeah. I call him. <laughs> I will open myself up to the magic of Swanky Kong when I rewatch it. <laughs> well, Malik, we've come to the end of the call sack. It is empty. I'm shaking it right now. There's nothing left inside. So I will throw it to the other side of the room, and I ask you for your final thoughts. Well, my, my final thoughts on what? The calls or just... Just, just the movie. <laughs> like, you're, you're here for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't know when you'll be here again, especially talking about this one particular topic. So, yeah. What, what words of wisdom would you like to leave the conversation audience with? Well, I would say if you haven't seen the movie yet, well, you shouldn't be here. But so, <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this movie is, it was so much more than I thought it was going to be as a Donkey Kong fan. I mean, I liked all the Mario stuff. I'm a Mario fan through and through, but I'm a bigger Donkey Kong fan. And there was so much in here that made me so darn happy to see it all on the big screen and... Man, I I I can't wait to see what, what else is just down the pipeline for us, because it, it's going to be amazing. It, it, this is this has left me so. And I'm the optimistic guy, but I'm like I'm super optimistic for whatever is just beyond the horizon for Donkey Kong in like movies and animation, and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> yeah, this. Obviously, of course, you might not know this about me, but I'm also a Donkey Kong guy. I prefer Donkey Kong over Mario. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is news to me. But this movie had a weird effect, too, where I like Mario more now. <laughs> oh, like, wow. it, it, it rekindled the little, little version of Heil pre-Donkey Kong Country who watched the Super Show and played Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2 and Super Mario World and felt Super Mario Brothers 3 was weird and depressing because of the artifice <laughs> of, of it being like presented as a stage play, which I couldn't, <laughs> didn't really reconcile until I was older and it was pointed out to me. That's probably why I don't like it as much. But yeah, like the, the, the there's an old Mario fan in my bones, Malik, and I grew away from Mario because right after Donkey Kong Country came out and rocked my world, then Mario became the yippee, hoo hoo, whippee, zippee, <laughs> woo, kind of guy. And I was just like, yeah. who, who is this? Who is this? this is my Mario? This is this is a weird stereotype from the pizza box. Pasta man. <laughs> yeah, like that's like, and that's no, that's not to knock Charles Martinet's performance. It's iconic. And it mm-hmm. works in the context of the games, but it wasn't my Mario anymore. And I just felt this weird disconnect. These walls go up. And, of course, then my Donkey Kong fandom, my hyper-rare fandom, exasperated it. And I just was like, you know what? Mario tortured Cranky Kong. Screw him. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, no one's talking about it. It was like when you uh, when you try to get over an ex and you just focus on their negative traits, right? And I mean, I guess I can't speak from experience. Oh, so I'll just <laughs> it's, it's probably good. It's a lot of hurt you have to work through. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so I just. I just feel weird that I, yeah, I'm feeling good about Mario, too. And, like, I'm feeling really weird and optimistic about the relationship between Mario and Donkey Kong going forward. Where We're seeing this right now, because I haven't even talked about this on the conversation yet, but just this week, they've announced that the Lego Donkey Kong that's coming to the Super Mario Lego sets... We're we're also yeah. getting Lego Cranky Kong, we're getting Lego Diddy Kong, we're getting Lego Dixie Kong, and we're getting Lego Funky Kong. And there will be a dedicated conversation to all of this. You know, ordinarily I'd be like, oh no, they're adding all these Kongs to the Lego Super Mario set? This This isn't good. But you look at how they're doing it, and they're making sure they still have unique Donkey Kong branding to it. While still being part of the set, it's still its own thing, kind of. So, yeah. if this is the way it's going to be with with Mario and Donkey Kong's relationship, where Donkey Kong will occasionally play a part, but always kind of kept up on this pedestal, where we acknowledge Donkey Kong's its own thing as well, but sometimes they can play together. You know what? I think that's yeah. a fair compromise because they're always going to have that shared lineage, and you're you're going to have. I mean, there's been this interplay since. Donkey Kong showed up in Mario Kart 64 in late 1996, early 1997. So mm-hmm. I think it's a healthier way of looking at it than just releasing Donkey Kong stuff with full-on Super Mario branding. Now we're getting Donkey Kong stuff released, but the Donkey Kong logo's on there. And, you know, I I, I think, like, this movie will certainly make people just view Donkey Kong as part of the Mario universe, like, Colin Jost of Saturday Night Live, but he's an idiot, as I said. But <laughs> then they're going to come to the games and recognize it is its own thing with its own identity. There, there there's this shared heritage there, but they're, they're not one's not going to consume the other, and it just makes me feel good that we can basically take the success and popularity of Mario and uh, use it for our own benefit. And, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm all, I'm all for that. Does that make me a hypocrite? Yup. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) It's going to get me more stuff. I'm going to buy a bunch of Lego. Uh huh. going to play with it on my floor. (laughs) Like I'm eight years old. Now who's going to stop me? You can't stop me. (laughs) No, all those kids with short attention spans in a theater. I'll, I'll make a, four-hour Donkey Kong movie with my Lego. And I'll be entertained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll be, have a better screenplay, too. This has been a File 2 production. Hey, Rico.